Hello and welcome to Lotus Bloom Gaming, now part of Into the 99 podcast. I'm your hostess, Lotus, and with me today is Han. Hello everybody, where are you tonight? And we're going to be doing another Brewing It Live session, and we are going to be brewing Valky God of Lies. So, evening, Ashen. Evening. Valky is a one and a black for a legendary creature god, 2-1. When Valky enters the battlefield, each opponent reveals their hand. For each opponent, exile a creature they revealed this way until Valky leaves the battlefield. Pay X, choose a creature card exiled with Valky. With converted mana cost X, Valky becomes a copy of that card. But we also have... On the reverse side, one of the most underappreciated planeswalkers ever to exist, Tybalt, Cosmic Imposter, five black red. As Tybalt enters the battlefield, you get an emblem with you may play cards exiled with Tybalt, and you may spend mana as though it was mana of any colour to cast those spells. Plus two, exile the top card of each player's library. Minus three, exile target, artifact, or creature. And minus eight, exile all cards from all graveyards, add triple red. That is insane. (laughs) There's a lot going on with Tybalt. (laughs) There is so much going on. Yes, he's expensive. But if you get that to work, oh my god, their possibilities are insane. So... Yeah, there's a lot that we can do with this. Um... The main way that we kind of agreed upon building the Tybalt was that uh, we wanted to play into the flavor of Tybalt a little bit and be a little tricky with him. Well, he's basically Loki, isn't he? The god of tricks. Yeah, so we're definitely going to kind of delve into that aspect of it a little bit. Uh, um, I think we both agreed this might lean towards a Rakdos first of being a blue deck, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah. (laughs) Let's try and break the color pie. Um, But I think the biggest issue we're going to have is trying to get it out and trying to get him out repeatedly with command attacks, especially the Planeswalker side. Mm -hmm. So I think we need to try and work on ramp as a priority, and then we can take it from there. Sure. So, so yeah, go ahead. I, I was just going to go with a good old Faithful and Dark Ritual. It. Yep, Dark Ritual. Seems good. Um, our usuals, so our Soul Ring, our, uh, some of our other ramp would be things like, um, in this deck, Jeweled Lotus seems quite strong. I mean, yes. Its price tag's very high, but in this deck, I think it's needed. Yeah, I mean, we're not trying to give the bulky side out if we have a Jeweled Lotus in hand. Pretty much. And even if we draw it later on, it will definitely help for any commander tags that we run into whatsoever. So I think that, I think it's a good include in here. Um, but do you know what's better than having our Soul Ring? Having others' Soul Rings? Having a Treasure Nabber and uh, nabbing everyone else's. <laughs> Okay with this. Treasure <laughs> never seems great. I mean, it, it's basically blue control stealing things, isn't it? 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we have a curse of opulence in chat from uh, Tracy, and we also have a couple of suggestions from Ashen. So I guess we're going right off the bat with a Tybalt's trickery, which is, I believe, in both of our lists without even looking. Okay, well, curse of opulence. Uh, oh. Whenever enchanted player is attacked, yeah, make some um, treasured uh, gold, isn't it? Not treasure. And. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I suppose it is a Tibble deck. Tibble's trickery. If it doesn't go in, it's going to be sad. Yep. That's definitely one of the suggestions that we had as well uh, from Ashen. Thank you, Ashen. Um, but do we want things like Pyretic Ritual and Desperate uh, Ritual? So the one that I had personally um, as part of mine... Um, let's see here. I actually had... Uh, I was going more along the lines of Braid of Fire, personally, but I don't think that the either of those are bad. No. I mean, if we're going for Braid of Fire, this we have to um, use in our upkeep, though. Mm-hmm. So do we put in a Horizon Stone? Yeah. So that's where I was going with it. Um, so uh, Horizon Stone and Leyline Tyrants were the ones that I was thinking about. Oh, Leyline Tyrant, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. That way, those that red mana does not dissipate off of our Braid of Fire. So I liked that personally. Yeah. So we can try and store up some mana, and if they kill the Leyline Tyrant, it's just going to be um, okay. painful for them. Hey, Benson. Yeah, we've been on a Rakdos train lately, but I mean, when we have Tybalt's to discuss, I mean, we're going to discuss some Tybalt's here. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of the face of call time, too, so I I was not mad at jumping on top of that immediately. No. Uh, I'm um, just going to go straight into Dockside. Sure. I mean, uh, that's just Valley for two mana. Yep, and I actually had uh, Goldspan Dragon as one of the new call time cards. Is that the double the treasure dragon? Uh, it doesn't double the treasure, it just doubles the mana generated off of the when treasure. When it attacks or becomes the target of a spell, create a treasure token. Treasures you yeah, control have tap, sacrifice, and add two. Ooh. Yep. Yeah, so you sacrifice the treasure and it adds two of any one color, so it seems good. That, yeah, I'm quite happy with something like that. Um, Jerry Hattricks just mentioned Wheel of Fortune, um, and uh, just to cycle back to Ashen... Um, he also has a Withering Boon in here, as well as both the other Tibbles. Okay, so we have a Wheel of Fortune at $1,600. Mm-hmm. We can... I actually... What was actually the other one? Just Wheel of Fate. Wheel of Fate. Wheel of Fate. Yeah, right. that's the one with the Suspend 4, and I think that that doesn't cost nearly as much, um, and it also kind of works in our favor of we're just scheming and planning, and we'll go ahead and... We'll be okay in four turns to go ahead and wheel, I think. Yeah, That's... I mean, I would love to just go with Geriatric's um, suggestion, but the price is just so high. But this one, I think, is a nice compromise. Yeah. So, I mean, if you have a Wheel of Fortune, by all means, go ahead and throw it in there. Um, <laughs> I know uh, Necrozak actually just traded in a Wheel of Fortune for a bunch of other cards for value for, at his local game store. So Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of money. It definitely is. So um, um, if you have it, you can certainly just replace the Wheel of Fate with it. Strict upgrade. And did you say Imp's Mischief was the other one? Sorry? Did you say someone suggested Imp's Mischief? 
Oh, no, but I will suggest that right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> what was the uh, other no, suggestion? It was the, it was the other two, Tybalt's and Withering Boom, if we haven't gotten there uh, I knew it was a counterspell. I think it's a counterspell. Yeah. Yes. I mean, black counterspells, you've got to love them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so along those lines, so like I said, we're kind of going a little bit tricksy and uh, being um, sort of a blue-ish deck is kind of the idea that you and I had. Yeah. So things along the lines of, um, you know, Red Elemental Blast and Pyro Blast. I'm not sure we need all of these, but we can just kind of cut them later as needed. Yeah, let's do uh, just do one of yeah. them. Uh, Jerry Hatrix also said, if you're going Dragons and Ramp, how about Terror of Mount Thalus? Mount Thalus is the one I'm trying to remember. Is that the double strike? Terror of Mount Thalus is 5 red red for a flying double strike. When it enters the battlefield, creatures you control gain double strike to end of turn. See, I, me personally, I, I wasn't thinking of Goldspan Dragon as being a dragon tribal for Valky. I was thinking more just along the lines of, I'm just going to get some value off of some treasure. Yeah, I think I the creatures and and the way I was looking at it, there's no set tribe. It was more theme because yeah. Valky is such a unique card and his abilities are so specific. I try to use that in what I was suggesting. So mm-hmm. to give you an idea of what I was thinking is because he exiles cards or becomes cards and you can cast on Tybalt's side the cards that you exile. Um, I was thinking along the lines um, of, like, stolen strategy. I would agree with that. Um, Where, yeah. in, in instance, it's four and a red for an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of each opponent's library. Until end of turn, you may cast non-land cards from among them. Um, and you may spend mana, although it was mana of any color, to cast those spells. Yeah, that was the kind of thought process I went down. Let's let's not just use our deck. Let's play with everybody's. I quite enjoy that as well. Um, so along the lines of uh, being a little tricksy, um, well, actually, yeah. Uh, there's a card that's on my list, and it's also just been uh, suggested by Tracy. She says, "Dead Man's Chest." So along the lines of Curse of Opulence, it is also a curse of sorts because you're enchant uh, because it's an aura that you're going to put on the creature an opponent controls. Uh, one in a black. When an enchanted creature dies, you exile cards equal to its power from the top of its owner's library, and you may cast non-land cards from among them for as long as they remain exiled, and you may spend mana in any color to cast those spells. And that last so, bit is very relevant if we're playing against non-Rakdos decks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, when that creature dies, I would love to exile talk cards from the top of your library and basically build in as well. I feel like Tracy's on the same wavelength as me, because I'm having to cross <laughs> off cards of my list every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in the same boat as well. So, um, how evil are we going to be? Because Tybalt in law, is a very sadistic, evil person. I mean, he literally revels in other people's misery. So if we're going to go down that route, can I suggest an opposition agent? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that I think that that's probably the, the meanest we want to go, if I'm being honest. Um, yes. Because he's more 
Trixie, as far as the deck is concerned. Um, the opposition agent also is good in the sense of, um, you know, hey, are you doing an evil thing? Well, then I'm going to do an evil thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think that's about as mean as I want to go. Um, I will, uh, I will say that, uh, Benson has also suggested a Tevish Zot because if we're taking cards from hands, we should put it in for taking cards from their command zone too. Um, yeah, I'm going to cross another one off my list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was yeah. another way. Benson is on exactly the same wavelength as me. If we're stealing their deck, we might as well steal their commanders as well. We'll be right back. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action-adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes, it doesn't quite work. And you, you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative a construction off the <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely entirely check out the gaming blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so so far i like everything that i'm seeing uh benson just suggested that may just the moon i don't know if we want to go blood moon effect <laughs> um, <laughs> what is it with this? you, Benson? Last last time it was land destruction, and now it's land. <laughs> I know you. I'm watching. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna steer this a little bit in a different direction for a second, if if I may. Yeah. Um, I had the idea that I wanted to be a little bit more tricksy, um, in flavor with uh, Valky. So uh, I had cards such as. Uh, I had one called Head Games that I really wanted to kind of just bring out. Okay. Uh, Head Games is three black black for a sorcery. Target opponent puts cards from his or her hand on top of their library. Uh, You can search that player's library for that many cards. And the player puts those cards into his or her hand, then shuffles his or her library. Oh, that's disgusting. So, So I'm sure we've all been at a table where... Hmm... I have one of our opponents may say, well, someone's getting out of hand. Does anybody have an answer for anything that's going on here? And I might not have the answer, but if I target an opponent who has an answer in their deck, I can potentially use this in a way to manipulate it to our advantage, right? So if you have an answer for the three enchantments in, you know, Barrier Breach, or if you have a board wipe that you need to do right now otherwise we're gonna die next turn maybe i use head games on my turn to help the other player out as long as and you can kind of use it in a political sense you can also do it if someone's ahead of the game you can literally mm-hmm. just go oh let's put all those cards back and give you a handful of land mm-hmm. exactly that's so, really good i really liked it for Valky specifically um <laughs> ashen says uh both Pestilence and Pyrohemia in our Actos deck. And this Control S deck, deck seems great for both of them. Pyrohemia? Mm-hmm. I've not heard of that card. Uh, Two oh no, red red for an enchantment at the beginning of e- of the end step. If no creatures are on the battlefield, sacrifice it, pay a red, deals one damage to each creature and each player. 
Okay. I mean, that's mm-hmm. on flavor. And I mean, I mean, we're also generating a bunch of red mana, so we can certainly do that. Yeah. Um, um, what was the other card? And Pestilence. It's the enchantment version of that red uh, effect. Uh, so Pestilence is two black black at the end of each turn. If no creatures are in play, sacrifice it and pay black to do the same thing. Uh, oh, each okay. Creature in each player takes one damage. So, yeah, if if we are going that route, I would also suggest either a massacre worm or a massacre girl, depending on the situation you want to be in. Because um, massacre girl kind of do that as well for you, depending on the board state. I think massacre girl is a slightly better card because if there's um, enough creatures, it will just keep getting bigger and bigger. Right. I mean, the idea for the for the pyrohemia pestilence is. Um, because it also deals damage to each player, I would imagine that Eshin is going for that. Yeah. Um, but I was just suggesting like a Massacre Worm being on the field and uh, just paying for enough to uh, make people lose two life is not a horrible idea either. No, I can see that. So I think Massacre Worm in conjunction with that would probably be better uh, if it's sticking around on the board. Obviously, it's a six-mana creature, so yeah, there is that. Um, and so a couple of other... Trixie cards that I personally like. Um, I had a Disrupt Decorum. Yep. Go to creatures. Go to all creatures you don't control. We just recently had a game where go to all creatures was a very relevant thing. (laughs) Yes, that was a very interesting game. I have never seen so many forced turn endings by myself to stop that. (laughs) Um, and uh, I would also like to throw in a, a foretell card from the reasons that Dual Strike. It is quickly becoming one of my favorite pet cards. Um, while we're doing all this, we can copy a CMC four or less um, with a foretell. Yeah. May I suggest a card that this might work perfectly with and also is on theme? Go for it. Um, how about the good old-fashioned Chaos Warp? Seems good. I mean, there's nothing yeah. more tricksy of going, well, you thought it was that, but now it's something else. <laughs> <laughs> we could go hand in hand with that. We could also put in a poison the cup. Uh, seems like something Falky would do. Um, destroy target creature for one black and a black at instant speed. And if this spell was foretold, try two. Yeah, I've been playing that in the uh, pre-release that we've been doing over webcam. This is such a good card. It's fantastic. The fact that you can just scry two and destroy a creature. I mean, you'll, you'll play one more in the grand scheme of things, but you will also pay one less black. Yeah. Plus, it also stops hand disruption because it's not in your hand. Um, Ashen is saying Thieving Amalgam. I'm actually not familiar with this one. Thieving Amalgam? Uh... Oh, interesting. It's an ape snake. Seven CMC creature. Uh, five black black. Six, seven, four. At the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, you manifest the top card of that player's library. Oh, that was in the um, morph deck. Yeah. Whenever a creature you control but don't own dies, its owner loses two life and you gain two life. That's quite like that, actually. That's pretty good. I actually like that, too. Um, Um, I've got one more that I'm going to go ahead with uh, that I really want to throw out here. Um, (laughs) I was looking at Rite of the Raging Storm. It's a five mana enchantment, three red red, and it says creatures named Lightning Rager can't attack you or Planeswalker you control, which is very relevant to both sides of the Yep, fair. 
And at the beginning of each player's upkeep, they create a 5-1 red elemental creature token named Lightning Rager. It has trample, haste, and at the beginning of the end step, sacrifice this creature. I quite like that. <laughs> so it can't attack us, and it's a 5-1. I Yeah, that's going to cause a lot of problems, I think, very quickly for some people. It's at 5 mana, so I mean... <laughs> I mean, if we've got enough ramp and we're stealing enough stuff from people, it might be possible. Yeah, it certainly would be. So... What did you have in mind? I was going back down to, our deck is not enough, we need other people's. Um, mm, fair. And I was going to suggest um, an Atali. Atali seems good. Um, because it's a big creature, but the benefits, if it actually works, is amazing. So whenever it attacks, it doesn't even have to deal damage. You exile the top card of each player's library. That includes ours. Um, then you may cast any number of spells from among those cards without paying their mana cost. That could be huge. Right. My only concern with Itali would be we just need some haste for that big boy. I mean, do we just put the booties in? Uh, I was thinking maybe along the lines of a fervor or a mass hysteria, if we want to just give all creatures in. I mean, mass things. hysteria is what Tibalt wants to cause. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's more I thought that was more on flavor. That's more on Fervor would only give our creatures hits. But I didn't know if we wanted to go for the flavor or if we wanted to go more for... I mean... If you're building this deck yourself, choose which one you want to do. But for flavor, I want to go for Mass Hysteria. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm good with it. So, do we just put um, Rakshasa Debassa in? The Cat Demon? The Cat sure. Demon. The one and only Cat Demon. The one and only Cat Demon. Six mana, but with Encore, which is the new mechanic from Commander Legends. Um, when it attacks, again, don't need to do combat damage. Put target creature card from defending player's graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. That's yeah. such a powerful thing to have. <laughs> uh, we have a suggestion from Jerry Hattrick that says Burning Inquiry. Uh, it's a one-mana red sorcery that says each player draw three cards and discards three cards at random. If we're going a little bit of chaos. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm also good with this. <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy with that. If we're going some discards, might I suggest a Rotting Regisaur? Ooh. I mean, I wouldn't mind just having a 7-6 body just purely for blocking. <laughs> I mean, it's a 3-mana 7-6. Worse for us, right? And I believe it also goes a little bit well with just some of the things we do. Sometimes we just want to discard some of our stuff, I think. Yeah. I mean, we're just going to play things from graves i think with um or from exile well we're just going to play things from everywhere by the sounds of it yeah um also if we're going to try and kill things with our creatures i think um turgrid is amazing turgrid is pretty fantastic whenever an opponent sacrifices a non-token permanent or discards a card uh, a permanent card you may put that card from the graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. I do have a partner to sit with this as well. Sure. Um, 
So the partner that I want to put with it, I finally found a reason to have Sire of Insanity. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's go all in on this discard. And Each player can play. Dis- yeah, discard your whole hand, and then we're going to get it all back on the battlefield. <laughs> yeah. Whatever they sacrifice or discard a permanent, uh, I am good with this. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't feel it's random enough. Should we um, put a, a last one standing board wipe in? Sure. <laughs> Choose a creature at random, then destroy the rest. Who doesn't like this random? Mm-hmm. Um, I will also go ahead and suggest a, another slightly trickier card. Okay. Uh, I quite like Repeated Reverberation. Um, it's another copy effect for an instant sorcery, or in the case of either Tevish or, or more likely Arbalki, we can copy a loyalty ability. Yes. Um, and that loyalty ability actually gets copied twice. And doesn't your favorite spell, Jewel Strike, copy that? Maybe. Jewel Strike is four or less. Repeated mm-hmm. reverberation is four. Oh. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, was, I was being facetious, yeah. <laughs> You're definitely going for a <laughs> repeated reverberation. <laughs> okay. You know how you said you didn't want me to be too mean and opposition agent was as mean as you wanted me to be? Mm-hmm. You're going to go meaner? I just want to suggest something. So, on the what? other side of Valky, on Tybalt, Exile the top card of each player's library. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to get multiple exiles. Yeah. So what if we um, we, we put in a scheming symmetry and um, got them to choose what's at the top? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, yep. if we have opposition out, we can select the card for them. Yeah, for sure. No, it goes into exile, um, doesn't it? But still... I think if without that... But still, I think Scheming Symmetry is just, just a flavor win either way. So yeah, I think we can definitely... It's it's so it's flexible enough as well that we can choose ourselves as well if we if we so chose. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not mad at it. Um, I actually liked... Uh, my my Dark Ritual cho- card of choice, though, I, I actually really liked uh, Seething Song for the same reason. I, I was kind of waiting to bring this one up for the repeated reverberation and copy effects. Oh, so right, yeah. Song actually makes five red to our mana pool for three CMC. But if we copy this, or maybe even copy it twice, depending on the situation, yeah, there's a lot of ways you can go and just generate a whole bunch of mana very quickly. Yeah, that that would make it a lot easier for us to get out Tybalt. Mm-hmm. Especially with our Leyline Tyrants and so on and so forth. Potentially, you know, racking those up. Yeah. Um. So we've got 12 creatures, we've got our enchantments, we've got 10 instants, so it looks like we're a very reactive deck more than proactive. Um, we're just making a bunch of mana. We're just making <laughs> a lot of mana. <laughs> um, another one that I was going to probably suggest was uh, Gonti, Lord of Luxury. Yep, it's on my list as well. Um, again, it does the whole thievery thing. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, look at the top four cards of target a opponent's library. Exile one of them face down. 
then you put the rest on the bottom of the library in a random order. You may look at that card and cast that card for as long as it remains exiled, and you may spend mana as though it's mana of any colour to cast it, which again is the most important part of that, I feel. Yeah, I think that that's certainly a good call. I like uh, I like it a lot. Dante is a classic. Yeah. Uh, in chat, we have uh, Jerry Hattrick suggesting uh, Frenzied Havoc Razor. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Grenzo Havoc Razor. Because ah. apparently we need a goblin. I mean, uh, whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, choose one. Go to target creature that player controls, or exile the top card of that player's library until end of turn. You may cast that card, and you may spend mana as though it was any color. That I, I like that. <laughs> that one. That's beautiful. Does exactly what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it does indeed. This one. This one is an odd one. Um, I want to see what you feel first. So I set Uch Raul Primordial. Uh, so for four. Yeah. Yep. So it's got Intimidate. Um, but when this enters the battlefield, for each opponent, you may put up to one target creature card from that player's graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. Hmm. Yep. Again, stealing more stuff. Yep. Tracy loved to run this card uh, in her Kalia deck. Or, uh, no, I'm sorry, her Rectus Lord of Riot stick. And, uh, yeah, this was this was a staple for her yeah. at some point. <laughs> she loved stealing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got a lot of creatures that do ETB stuff, have we? Or is it mostly I attacks? I think it's mostly attacks, actually. Uh, yeah, so a conjurer's, ETBs. a conjurer's Closet won't be that great here. Um, are you talking about Panarmonicon? No, Conjurer's Closet. It flickers creatures. Ah, okay. You wanted to bring it back and do it again. Okay. Yeah, but I don't think it's... two triggers of it. Yeah. I don't think it's needed. No, I think it's... I I think it's okay. Um, so yeah, I... I, I'm... How many creatures do we have right now? Fifteen. Out of curiosity. Fifteen, if you don't include the the ones that we're stealing. Right. So I think we're a little bit light on the creature count, but I don't think that that's the worst thing ever in this deck. Because, again, we're kind of going along the lines of trying to be more blue-ish yeah. and do other people's things. So I don't think that that's bad. Um, oh, might I suggest a Lantern of Insight? It's an it's a one-mana artifact that everybody plays with their top card of their library revealed. And you can also sacrifice it to make a target player shuffle their library. So... Top card of the library, we have a couple of things that manipulate that. Yeah. And if we don't particularly like something that's coming up, then we can always shuffle it away if need be. I mean, that's good. And it also sees if it's worth using um, Tybalt. Mm-hmm. Um, I have something that resolves our creature light issue, but also resolves our mana issue. All right. Um, Cryptgast. That was on my list as well. Yep. <laughs> I I have a lot of things that just make a bunch of mana, so I am all for it. Yeah, so whenever you tap a swamp for mana, add black to your mana pool. Mm-hmm. If we add an Urborg in here... Yep. Um, it becomes quite good. It becomes... All our spoiling away effect. Yeah. Urborg, Tomb of Yogmoth. Mm-hmm. Uh, to that effect, I would also say uh, Mana Geyser is one that I really like. Um, 
it's typically if you have a bunch of things that, you know, if you have your Leyline Tyrant or anything that holds your red mana up, I think it's fantastic. It generates you so much mana. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, we are doing a lot of discarding, um, and there are a lot of wheel effects. So something that will be really good for us, both on the battlefield, ETB, and in the graveyard, um, I feel is Croxa, Titan of Death's Hunger. Cause... That was never on my radar because I I just I don't own either Croxa or Uros. I just never think They're about them. They're silly. Yeah. So when it enters the battlefield, you sacrifice it unless it escaped. Um, mm-hmm. But when it enters the battlefield or attacks, each opponent discards a card. Then each opponent who didn't discard a non-land card this way loses three life, and then it escapes for black, black, red, red, and XL five of the cards from your graveyard. It's a big creature that does so much. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, I think that uh, along that line of thought, um, do we add something like in the Heavy Eternal in that case? Because it kind of goes along with ha- uh, Ashen's uh, Pestilence, Pyrohemia stuff as well. Um, yeah, that, that just goes the hand in hand. Eternal. Yeah, and the Heavy Eternal 3 Red Red for uh, a 4 6 zombie minotaur warrior with afflict three where afflict is if it becomes blocked they still lose three life um at the beginning of your post-combat main phase you add a red to your mana pool for each one life your opponents have lost this turn so i think that if we're making the opponents lose life and we're just getting mana for it at the beginning of our post-combat main phase again generate a lot of mana get bulky out or even tibble and do tibble things <laughs> yeah um um, I have another card that is very, very on flavor for Tibble. So Tibble is half de- uh, half devil. So what if we actually put in Wildfire Devils, which is three and a red for a devil creature, four two. When it enters the battlefield at the beginning of your upkeep, choose a player at random. That player exiles an instant or sorcery card from their graveyard copy that card you mark you may cast the copy without paying its mana cost yeah we don't know what we're going to get but it's 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 mad it's really insane yeah that seems really good i think that hmm. so my line of thought here is well we are creature light we're playing other people's creatures but we can't really rely on that right yeah do we throw a no mercy in here to dissuade our opponents from attacking us in the face? I mean, it definitely gives them a decision to make. I, I think that's a reasonable reasonable decision. Yeah, No Mercy is two black-black for an enchantment that says whenever a creature successfully deals damage to you, destroy it. And Tibble is a lover of torture, and someone like that doesn't give any mercy. Mm-hmm. Quite on flavor. Very on flavor. So, we haven't really supported Tibble as the Planeswalker's side. So may I suggest the Chain Veil? So at the beginning of your end step, if you didn't activate a loyalty of a Planeswalker, lose two life, but pay four for each Planeswalker you control. You may activate one of its loyalty abilities once this turn, as though none of its loyalties have been activated. Yeah, Chain Veil. So we can activate twice. Mm-hmm. I like it. I was actually going to suggest, since we have a Tevish Zot, and we're going that route with our commander and Chainvale. I think, uh, what do you think of Chandra? Uh, either 
Torch of Defiance or Acolyte of Flame would also work because Acolyte of Flame is the one that uh, puts a loyalty counter on each red flame blocker you control. Yeah. Um, it also so lets you cast that. instants and sorceries from our graveyard as well if we really needed to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I quite like that. I quite like the M21. Um, and again, you know, think about it. If you have a rever- repeated reverberation, it's kind of a silly three proliferate. <laughs> yeah. And um, was it Torture Defiance, you said? Uh, Acolyte of Flames was the first one, the M21. And then the Torture Defiance was the other one. I was Yeah, the Mana one. Yeah. But I mean, think about it. If you happen to have a repeated reverberation with Chandra Acolyte of Flame and you plus zero three times, essentially, since you're copying it twice, you're potentially giving Tybalt immediately its ult. Yeah. I don't think you need to exile all cards from all graveyards immediately and add three red mana, but but you do have that emblem. You can, you know, play cards exiled with Tybalt, so let's just say that you're exiling huge graveyards. You can, from that point onwards, you can just play all of those, everything you've exiled. Yeah. And... I, I kind of glossed over it, and I think as we're talking of Planeswalkers, if we are going Tybalt-themed, I totally agree with Ashen that said it in chat earlier. We put both Tybalts in. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, your opponents can't gain life. That's just solid. Um, yep. And then the Tybalt that everyone laughs at, the Fiend-blooded, but if we're wanting to draw a card and discard cards... It's amazing, but if we can minus six it, especially with the Chandras and trying to um, get the loyalty on there quickly, we gain control of all their creatures. Yeah. That's such a blue thing. (laughs) (laughs) And Um, and the white-bordered Tybalt is just beautiful. And tilt-inducing in certain regards. Certain players. Certain players. Um, How are we looking in terms of we have 92 cards. We have yet to go over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we have all our lands in. We have some tricky cards. We have some creatures. Um, things that I might want to add personally, uh, especially if we're not over, uh, we can... I think we can put in a couple cards that uh, like to use all this mana we're generating. Okay. I think some win cons are necessary. Um... First of all, in this deck, if we're making this much mana, I would argue that Chromatic Orrery may be a win con because we can use this any mana for any color. And if we're exiling other people's stuff, some of our some of our effects don't just say use mana of any color to cast those. So I think that that helps in that regard. Yeah, that seems reasonable. And if we've got all five colors because we're stealing other people's, that five and tap draw a card for each uh, color among permanents could actually be five, draw five. Yeah, that I can. That I I'm on that train. Yep. Yeah, I'm not sure it works in most decks, but I think this one actually kind of fits if we're going with the way that we're going right now. Um, I think uh, an Agadim's Awakening is probably another good one to throw in here for uh, all the mana we're making, especially with our Crypt Gasts, our Herborg. Yeah, I I can get on that. And uh, a Torment of Hailfire, maybe? Yeah, I would say Torment of Hailfire, Exsanguinate. Um, we are losing a lot of 
life in the process here. Withering Boon is paying three electric counter spell, and uh, we're also taking damage from Pyrohemia and Pestilence. So I think that Exsanguinate's a decent one as well. Yeah. Uh, it's, I have. So, there it is. Yeah. So, Torment of Hailfire, repeat the process X times where each opponent loses three life or sacrifices a non end permanent or discards a card. Yeah. Uh, again, goes hand in hand with Turgrid if uh, we happen to have Turgrid out on the uh, on the god side, and we can just try that with Torment of Hailfire, which is the other side, essentially on an artifact. Yeah. Um, one thing that I did find that could be an issue with constantly casting Tybalt at the other side is the command attacks. So what I was suggesting was a command beacon. So Mm -hmm. if the tax gets too high, we can sacrifice this land to put our commander in our hand from the command zone, eliminating the excessive cost um, of paying for Tybalt, basically. And I think hand in hand with that, we could also put down a Sanctum of Eternity that essentially does the same thing for uh, not having to sacrifice it either. You just pay two mana and you tap it to return target commander you own from the battlefield to your hand. Um, you can only activate that ability during your own turn, however. But yeah, I mean, it, it could come in on the handy. That, yeah, on the off chance that you have it as um, your planeswalker is about to die or anything like that, you can just recast it and put Tybalt back down for five loyalty again. If yeah. Minus it or anything of, of that sort, you just kind of redo it. Or you can try and activate it twice. Yeah. If you really want to go down that route. Yeah, plus two. Uh, exile the top card and do it again. If you have a bunch of mana, do it. Um, yeah. I also quite like adding, as far as the land, uh, we do have Tevish Sat and some Chandras. Um, I think an Interplanar Beacon is not the worst thing, I think. Because whenever you cast a Planeswalker spell, you gain a life. I'm assuming we're going to try to get Tybalt that more than once. I hope so. so. And uh, it'll actually allow us to tap for one and tap it to add two mana of different colors. And you can spend this mana to cast Planeswalker spells only. Or you can just tap it for generic. I think that's fine. Yeah, it's not the worst thing to have done. No, I agree Uh, with that. Um, Yeah. We haven't got much targeted removal, though. Mm-hmm. So, I... on theme, mm-hmm. seen as Tybalt is part devil, how about we just put devil? Seems good to me. I was going to suggest, uh, solely for the new artwork, I was going to suggest a Dreadbor. It seems fitting for call time slash Tybalt. Yeah. Uh, the new <laughs> metal art. <laughs> that is very Tybalt-y. Uh And we have a suggestion for a Damnation as well. We can certainly put the new damnation coming out from the secret lair as well, I think. Yeah, that's that's definitely some weird stuff happening there. <laughs> Tybalt lives in that realm somewhere. <laughs> he probably created it. <laughs> Little do we know. Um, and some for some more removal, I think uh, honorary mentions go to feed the swarm. I personally like a... Um, Blasphemous Act here as well. We don't have that many creatures. If we do, we don't mind blowing it up entirely. Yeah. I mean, Feed the Swarm, I really like. Um, did that actually save the Blasphemous Act? Doesn't look like it did. Ah, let's go back and get it. Yeah. Come on. There we go. I so. Just had a 
No, go ahead. Okay, I was just checking to see if everything was added, just because it seems like it had a little, uh, little hiccup, a little bit of chaos going on here. Mm. Oh, I've just come across one on my list that I, I didn't realise. So, what about Varagoth? So, its boast ability is target player searches their library for a card, shuffles their library, and puts that card on top. Yeah. And then Tibbot will take the card from the top. <laughs> I know it won't work all the time, because they'll put cards on the top that they don't want to lose, or they don't mind losing, but it's also good for us as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a 2-3 Death Toucher at the worst as well. I mean, two, you want to activate the most ability. Yeah. Yeah, you want to attack with it and boast to get that going. But yeah, certainly. Hmm. How do you feel about a Kaya's ghost form? Oh, to protect. Yeah, because we can enchant either a creature or a planeswalker. Which is either side. Mm-hmm. I quite like that. And it protects it from exile. It does. I actually really like that. Yeah. Uh, Geriatrix is suggesting a Bond of Revival for getting back something from the graveyard. Bond of Revival. Four and a black sorcery. Return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste. Oh, can you imagine getting a Tali back from the battlefield? Yeah, it's Tali. <laughs> Rotting Registor with haste out of nowhere. <laughs> Leyline Tyrant, Neheb, Rasha Debassa. <laughs> Or just a Turgrid, yeah. Any of those things seem great. Yeah. Or even the um, Varagoth. Yeah. Yeah, that actually works quite nicely. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. Um, I think I'm coming to sort of like the end of my my list. I mean, I've got a few mana rocks. Um, oh, there is one that um, I really wanted to talk to you about. Sure, what you got? So, Blood on the Snow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, four, about it. four black black snow sorcery. Choose one. Destroy all creatures or destroy all planeswalkers. Then return a creature or planeswalker with converted mana cost X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield where X is the amount of snow mana spent to cast this spell. Now, yep, so. if we just run the snow basics, which I have already prepared, mm-hmm. that's yeah. that's just value. Yeah, let's just say that we had, I mean, you know, we could also just be playing that with, you know, if a crit cast is out or anything like that, we could just be paying two snow basics and that'll just bring back a Tevish slot, for example. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, three, 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 it was five CMC. But yeah, I'm all about that. That seems great as far as a board wipe. Um, I would like to throw a color pie breaker. Okay, I'm all about this. Darkness. Oh, fog. <laughs> Black fog. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I personally like the art on it as well, so it just kind of goes hand in hand for... I think it just fits in this simple realm. I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, I quite like darkness, actually. Um, any card that is off-color, like white counter spells, um, Black fogs... Um, Steel effects outside blue is it's just chaos and I love it. Yep. After running the pyroblast and red elemental blast, I, I thought I'd throw that in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was so tempted to put in things like warp weld and go completely chaos, but I don't think Loki is that 
mad. He is very calculated, so I kind of stayed away from that. <laughs> yeah, we... I mean, as far as as far as the planeswalkers as well, uh, off of um, off of the blood on the snow, we can get the Chandras both three and four CMC quite easily. So I like it a lot, actually. Yeah. Though um, we're at 106 cards as always. <laughs> as always. So there will be some cuts again. We'll have to go through and see what we need. But is there any more suggestions? Um, any suggestions from chat? I'll throw it out there first. Um, and in the meantime, uh, you know what? what? What do you feel about Skyfire Phoenix? It's two and two red for a pretty flying haster, but whenever you cast your commander, it returns it from your graveyard to the battlefield. So it just keeps coming back. Eventually. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that it's the best thing ever, but... It'd probably end up being cut, to be honest. Yeah. I, I think we have other things that wind up being a little bit better here. Um, I was going to suggest Castle Lockthwain, just because it's a solid card. Sure. Um, maybe a Cabal Coffers if we're doing Urborg, right? Um. Yeah, I mean, it is pricey. If you have it, throw it in. If not, no, no worries. Um, hmm. Yeah, Cabal Coffers. What was the other one? Stronghold, wasn't it? Yeah. Cabal Ooh. Stronghold is for each basic swamp, so it doesn't happen with Urborg. Um, but if you're not wanting to spend the $100, Cabal Stronghold is a good substitute. I remember it's... this dude. Yeah. Two and a red for a 1-3 human wizard. You can pay one red, and you can put a Planeswalker card from your hand onto the battlefield. It does get sacrificed at the beginning of the next end step. However, maybe we want Tybalt slash Tevishlat slash Chandra, any of these to be sacrificed at the end of at the end step. And then do Blood on the Snow. Mm-hmm. Just bring it right back. Yeah. Or put a guy's ghost form on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of these seem great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can definitely do some shenanigans with it. I like it. Um, have we already put a Netherborn Altar in here? don't a remember. Netherborn Altar. Yeah. The one in a black artifact. It uh, taps and you can put a soul counter on it. No. Put Commander into your hand. Nether... Netherborn. N-E-T-H-E-R-P-O-R-N. Yep. Put a counter on Netherborn, put your commander into your hand from the command zone, then you lose three life for each soul counter on Netherborn. That's pretty good. So you replace the command attacks with, basically, loss three of life. life. Yeah, three life per each soul counter. That's not bad. Yeah. Okay. That's a good... S- so we've got eight cuts, unless chat have got any suggestions to add to this. Um, Geriatrix just says, this is looking sweet. (laughs) (laughs) So we're talking about lands. My brain went to a Phyrexian tower. Oh, yeah. And then I immediately thought about Captivating Crew. So Phyrexian tower, if we do steal anything and it's not um, permanently, we sacrifice it for mana. Mm -hmm. Do you say Captivating Crew? Yeah, it's the 4-3 human pirate that costs 3 and a red, and you just pay 3 and a red. You gain control of a target creature and opponent controls, and you untap it, gain paste. You can only use this anytime you can cast a sorcery, so just steal it. Use and it, then and then sack it. Sacrifice it, get 2 black mana, and go from there. Um, yeah, that seems okay. 
Yeah. Uh, I must have forgotten. I don't think I brought this up. Treasonous Ogre? Do we throw that in? No, you're finding so much today. You were struggling with this when we first decided to do this. Now look at you. Dethrone. Pay three life. Mm -hmm. Add a red. Yeah, explore a little bit of Leyline time. Yeah. Sanguinate the board. Do it some more. Okay, we're now at 110. (laughs) As it always goes. Um, So now we need to work out what to whittle down to actually make it a viable deck. Um, I think 36 land. Well, let's check our stats. We're running at an average of 3.3. And our mana curve... We've got 3.3. 3.3. And our four drops are quite extensive. Um, but generally we're looking okay. Mm. So we could probably drop one land. I wouldn't be too sad. I think so. We just need to start these with 35 lands. <laughs> yeah. I think we're making more black than red. Uh, we're casting more black than red. So we'll cut one red. Yeah, we have lots of ways to generate red, so I'm yeah. not too fussed about that, I don't think. So we have Braids of Fire, Curse of Opulence, Dead Man's Chest, Kaya's Ghost Form. So Mast Hysteria is the one that instantly makes me feel a bit nervous. Sure. Do you agree? I don't agree, but I can see where you're coming from. Um, the Curse of Opulence is also a question mark for me, just because of we don't have that many creatures that we're attacking with at all. Dang. We've got 23. Oh, that's actually not bad. That's more than I thought. Yeah. Um, How did we get that point? (laughs) There's a lot of creatures that do a lot of things. Um, Okay, let's try and go down to instance. So we got Withering Boon, Tibalt's Trickery, Repeated Verberator. I think Red Elemental Blast is very too situational. Sure. I mean, we have a Pyroblast already, right? Uh, We have Withering Boon. No, I only chose one. Oh, okay. But sure. we've got Withering Boon, Tibalt's Trickery, Imp's Mischief. So sure. we've got yeah, a I few. Think, yeah, we got we got some protections. I think we're okay with cutting that elemental bug because it's situational. Yeah. Uh, so let's look at our sorceries. We've got Adam, Azadim's Awakening, Blasphemous Act to just hopefully reset everything gone wrong, Blood on the Snow, Bond of Revival, Burning Inquiry, Damnation... So, Disrupt Discorum. I think that Disrupt Discorum, it's it's higher up on the CMC, right? It's four. Four. Go to all creatures you don't control. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Tibble likes it. Yeah. Um, feed the Swarm I put in because of any awkward enchantments. Mm-hmm. Um, and destroy a creature. Uh, but we lose life equal to the converted mana cost. Is that too much life loss? I think it's still value enough that I think it's okay. Yeah. Um, we can we can cycle back to it, I think. Um, okay, so let's go through our creatures. So we've got Captivating Crew, which steals, which is what we want. Crypt Gasp for extra mana. Dockside Extortionate for extra mana. Natali for stealing. Goldspan Dragon for extra mana. Forgot about two cards. <laughs> I've just thought of another card. This has sparked me. Uh, uh, is I'm, it Gadrak? No. <laughs> was Revel in Riches? I'm okay with Revel in Riches, but I think I like Gadrak better. It's a flying 5-4 that can't attack, but it can block flyers. 
And at the beginning of your end step, create a treasure token for each non-man creature, non-token creature that died this day. Okay. Make some more, make some more treasures. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're, we're back up to ten. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I will, I will, I will give you the option. Do you like Gadrak or do you like Zancha? Because those are the two that I came across. I kind of like Zancha for giving someone a five-five. Uh, it, it enters the battlefield under an opponent's choice, uh, your choice of an opponent, and oh. has to attack each other, each, each combat at Fable. I mean, that's just mad. Hard draw. Yeah. Okay, let's let's go with Zantia, because that seems more bizarre than Gadrak. Gadrak <laughs> seems sure. a different tactic altogether. Um, well. We still need to cut ten, so... I'm wondering if the rotting registrar doesn't fit what we need to do. Yes, yeah, it, yes it's a I'm big okay blocker, but it's twenty. We've got twenty-four creatures plus whatever we steal. I'm okay with it. I just wanted to throw it into the mix in case we want more discard routes. Yeah, uh, plus it's a fun dinosaur. I think wildfire um, devils. Jerry Hatrix is suggesting that Agadim's awakening is also a land if you need it. That's true. So we could just cut a swamp for the land. Mm-hmm. So that leaves us eight cards to cut. Um, okay, okay. Seething song. My question is, I think I think Chain Veil is great. However, if we don't have a Planeswalker, we lose two life each end step. Is that too much? I'm thinking it might be a bit too much, yeah. We're already losing life left, right, and center from everywhere else. Yeah, I think I'm okay with that in general. I think that per turn two life is a lot. If yeah. we don't happen to have one of our four, I believe, flame blockers out of the whole deck. Uh, five one's plus Timber. in the command zone. Yeah, I think that that's a little bit hopeful at best. Is Massacre Gale really beneficial to us? No, I think the worm is better. I haven't put the worm in either. Oh, I, I just don't think that the Massacre Girl does need to stay. I don't think it needs to stay either way. Yeah, I think um, we've got enough board wipes and steel effects. Yeah, I think I think we have enough to deal with creatures um, on board. Yeah, we've got last one standing, blasphemous act, blood on the snow. We've got board wipes, damnation. Mm-hmm. So we've got plenty of board wipes, um, and we've got six to go. See, now this is getting really tricky because we're getting down to the really good cards and it's finding really difficult. I'm not sold on Treacherous Ogre, to be honest. Yeah, we can definitely get rid of Treacherous Ogre. I I mean, it's great to just pay life and add red mana, but I think that it's not necessary. Yeah. and I think we have plenty of ways to make more red mana than paying free life for. And I think Wildfire Devils, even though very on the theme, four mana... Uh, it's not that fantastic. I can agree with that. Yeah. Okay, so let's give it a quick save. We've got four cards left. I am not going to cut Tibolt's because Tibolt. <laughs> I think I'm okay with that. Um, let me take a look here. So I like the Storm strategy. I really like the Rite of Raging Storm. Uh, We've got Revelin Riches. Do we want to go down that say- route? I would say I think that we use that for mana, not as a win con. Yeah, that's not that much in the way of generating treasures. I can agree with that. Uh, Still got mass hysteria, curse of opulence. I think the curse 
is okay to be gone as well. Yeah. As much as I love cursing a, a player, it also doesn't bode well. A lot of people don't like that. Yeah, it kind of puts <laughs> a target on your back. Especially if it's turn one. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I am going to... I'm going to suggest uh, Croxer. That That is entirely up to you. I know that... Uh, I Like I said, I just personally do not run Croxa because I don't own one. Um, so I'm I'm not certain as to how good it is in that sense. I think in this um, situation it's not as good as I'm wanting it to be but I think it's a good card, don't get me wrong, but in what we're doing, I don't really want to start exiling stuff from our grave. Yeah, I like our graveyard as well. Mm. So we're down to one cut. Do we have enough effects that do what Sepulchral Primordial does? Or do we just like Taking three creatures out. I think being a five, it's a seven mana five four. I mean, it's got to intimidate. I don't think it's bad because we can get three creatures out. Um, yeah, is that what we want to do? Is my question. Um, alternatively, actually, can we go over to the instance and sorcery section and look at our mana generating things? Um, yeah, there's a lot of them. So yeah, that's mana partially my fault. Mana geyser. Um, I but, quite like Mana Geyser because it's it is a late five drop card, but Seething Song on board state it's so good. I think the Seething Song is just really good. And Dark my Ritual. Question, my question is, do we actually get rid of the Dark Ritual here? One for three, as opposed to three for five, and we can double it. Um, copy, we have some copy effects as far as spells, so I can see that we don't need all of it. We just need some of it. Yeah, because uh, I don't think that we need it that early. And with our double red planeswalkers, there's more double red pips than double black. I mean, mm -hmm. actually, there's quite a lot of double black. But with Urborg, I think that covers that. Yeah. So I think, I think having the red mana generators is better than having the black ones. I'm, I'm also going to throw one more thought out here. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> I mean, does does Tybalt like Lithoform engines? Oh, okay. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do you a deal. Let's let's cut the mass hysteria for a uh, Lithoform engine. What do you think? I was gonna suggest Chromatic Ori, but no, I'm happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> Suggestion in mind. So I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, Lithoform engine. Let's just make copies of everything, and yeah, just let's go mad. Yeah, because I mean, we can make copies of planeswalkers and sack them, and yeah, I think I think it I think it works. Stolen strategy twice. Mm-hmm. I quite like it. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty much how we're gonna go with fun. this. I think that's good fun when in a double deck. Yeah. Um. So okay, I need to just edit the. I need to take out uh, about three of them. Add in three of them. That should even out our mana. That's good enough. Our mana curve is now looking a little bit more healthy at 3.44. Yeah. And we have a good selection of creatures, instants, sorceries, lands, artifacts, planeswalkers. Yep. And we have some big, big spells that we're doing too. We're doing some big things. Yeah. Chromatic quarries and yeah, we got a little bit of, a little bit of doing some big stuff as well as. Just doing some trickery, and is this is this blue enough for you, though? 
I mean, can you imagine putting, say, 10 mana into a Blasphemous Act, not Blasphemous Act, sorry, a um, Torment of Hailfire, paying an additional three and just copying it with Lithioform Engine? Yeah, That's, I mean... <laughs> we've got our count, we've got our counter spells, we've got stealing things, casting other people's spells. I think this is very trickery. Ooh. I mean, my, my Christmas dreamland here is having a dual strike that's already foretold. <laughs> copying, <laughs> I mean, copying the, uh, what is it, Seething Song? Yeah. For a bunch of meta. And then, yeah, using that into Lithoform, into, uh, you know, Exsanguinates or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, you can pay one red to uh, Seething Song for three, and it makes you 15 mana. Yeah. I'm okay with 15 mana for paying 4 into it. Yeah, it seems like a good trade. That seems like a perfect trade. Um, I'm happy to call that a deck. I love it. It It's very Tibble. I would love to play this deck so much. It's very, very Tibble. Yeah. Um, which also leads us to if anyone actually does build this deck, um, because the Archidet link will be uh, below on my Twitch, so you can go through and see it. Um, let us know what you think of it in the comments, uh, or send us a message on the Into the 99 Discord. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, because it's so much fun to brew, and just the idea of how it would work is so much fun to visualize. Yeah, I would be more than happy playing this deck at any <laughs> given point. It doesn't matter what table either, because we're doing so many versatile things. That yeah. I think it. I think it'll it'll have legs in any in any pot i think i like the versatility of it mostly though i am a little bit scared because one of our um one of the listeners uh, empress rara uh, she said she listened to our car door one and wanted to punch us in the face because it was so good but so terrifying so i'm scared to see her answer to this deck <laughs> i would love rares comment on this deck I yeah think it's so fun does this I, deserve I even more than a punch in the face <laughs> i think it deserves less than a punch in the face if i'm being honest i think it's just being tricksy and it's being tybalt's flavor i yeah. mean i don't think i don't think it does anything strictly mean per se i think the opposition agent maybe might be the most offend biggest offending yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i'm just generating a bunch of mana in red and black and we're Ooh, ramping like in it. out of green. We're countering out of blue. <laughs> we're fogging out of black. It's just... Well, we're fogging out of green and in black. Yeah. <laughs> I should say. <laughs> I, I, I love it. So are you yeah. happy to call it that? Yeah, I'm, I'm great with it there. I think no. that's beautiful. Nice. So, well, thank you again for joining us for another episode of Brewing It Live. Um, hopefully you've enjoyed it as much as me and Arn have, because this has been fantastic. Um, if you'd like to check out more of what we do, you can go to uh, our YouTube channel, which is Lotus Bloom Gaming. Uh, I have the Instagram, Lotus Bloom Gaming again. Uh, you can find articles that I write on intothe99.com. And if you'd like to support, the links are below. You can either go onto the Patreon or go to our merchandise store and pick up some cool T-shirts. Uh, also, you might have heard some nice little rumours that I've been posting in my Discord and in the Into the 99 Discord that we are now officially Into the 99. I am one of the team members and I am so happy to be a part of it. 
um, and hoping to bring you some new contents coming soon. Um, we will keep doing what we do best, supplying you with all these great shows. Also, go to the Into the 99 YouTube and subscribe. We're trying to hit 300 subscribers. Um, it'd be great to hit that. Otherwise, it's been great fun, as always, Han. Yeah, always. Um, if you do build this deck or if you guys are interested in playing uh, with us at any point, just uh, reach out to me as well, uh, Shot at any social media, basically. I'm on Instagram, I believe, and Twitter uh, on those channels. Just reach out and just send me a message and say, hey, like I built Tybalt and it was a lot of fun at our deck, uh, at our pod, and I would love to hear all about it. So Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that's a successful deck and I'm quite happy with it. Yeah, and if you've got ideas for our next deck, just let us know. We'll happily give it a go. <laughs> yeah, Geriatrics, thank you for sticking around. And uh, Tracy, thank you. I'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, have a good evening and good night. Have a wonderful evening, everybody. Love you. Bye. Hello and welcome to Lotus Bloom Gaming, now part of Into the 99 podcast. I'm your hostess, Lotus, and with me today is Han. Hello, everybody. Where are you tonight? And we're going to be doing a, another Brewing It Live session, and we are going to be brewing Valky, God of Lies. So... Evening, Ashen. <laughs> evening. Valky is a one and a black for a legendary creature god, 2-1. Uh, when Valky enters the battlefield, each opponent reveals their hand. For each opponent, exile a creature they revealed this way until Valky leaves the battlefield. Pay X, choose a creature card exiled with Valky with converted mana cost X. Valky becomes a copy of that card. But we also have... Yep. On the reverse side, one of the most underappreciated planeswalkers ever to exist, Tybalt, Cosmic Imposter, five black red. As Tybalt enters the battlefield, you get an emblem with you may play cards exiled with Tybalt, uh, and you may spend mana as though it was mana of any color to cast those spells. Plus two, exile the top card of each player's library. Minus three, exile target artifact or creature. And minus eight, exile all cards from all graveyards, add triple red. That is insane. <laughs> There's a lot going on with Tybalt. <laughs> there is so much going on. Yes, he's expensive. But if you get that to work, oh my god, their possibilities are insane. So... Yeah, there's a lot that we can do with this. Um... The main way that we kind of agreed upon building the Tybalt was that uh, we wanted to play into the flavor of Tybalt a little bit and be a little tricky with him. Well, he's basically Loki, isn't he? The god of tricks. Yeah, so we're definitely going to uh, kind of delve into that aspect of it a little bit. Uh, um, I think we both agreed that this might lean towards a Rakdos Burst of being a blue deck, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's try and break the color by. Um, 
But I think the biggest issue we're going to have is trying to get it out and trying to get him out repeatedly with command attacks, especially the Planeswalker side. Mm -hmm. So I think we need to try and work on ramp as a priority, and then we can take it from there. Sure. So, So, yeah, go ahead. I I was just going to go with a good old Faithful and Dark Ritual it. Yep, Dark Ritual. Seems good. Um, our usuals, so our soul ring, our uh, some of our other ramp would be things like um, in this deck, jeweled lotus seems quite strong. I mean, yes, its price tag's very high, but in this deck, I think it's needed. Yeah, I mean, we're not trying to give the bulky side out if we have a jeweled lotus in hand. Pretty much. And even if we draw it later on, it will definitely help for any commander attacks that we run into whatsoever. So I think that I think it's a good including here. Um, but do you know what's better than having our soul ring? Having others' soul rings. Having a treasure nabber and uh, nabbing everyone else's. <laughs> okay with this. Treasure <laughs> nabber seems great. I mean, it's basically blue control stealing things, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a Curse of Opulence in chat from uh, Tracy, and we also have a couple of suggestions from Ashen. So I guess we're going right off the bat with a Tybalt's Trickery, which is, I believe, in both of our lists without even looking. Okay, well, Curse of Opulence, uh, oh. whenever Enchanted Player is attacked, yeah, make some um, treasures, uh, gold, isn't it? Not treasure. And mm-hmm. I suppose it is a Tibble deck. Tibalt's trickery. If it doesn't go in, it's going to be sad. Yep. That's definitely one of the suggestions that we have as well uh, from Ashen. Thank you, Ashen. Um, do we want things like pyretic ritual and desperate uh, ritual? So the one that I had personally um, as part of mine, um, let's see here. I actually had, uh, I was going more along the lines of Braid of Fire personally, but I don't think that the either of those are bad. No. I mean, if we're going for Braid of Fire, this we have to um, use in our upkeep, though. Mm-hmm. So do we put in a Horizon Stone? Yeah. So that's where I was going with it. Um, so uh, Horizon Stone and Leyline Tyrants were the ones that I was thinking about. Oh, Leyline Tyrant. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That way those that red mana does not dissipate off of our Braid of Fire, so I liked that, personally. Yeah, so we can try and store up some mana, and if they kill the Leyline Tyrant, it's just going to be um, okay. painful for them. Okay, Benson. Yeah, we've been on a Rakdos train lately, but I mean, when we have Tybalt to discuss, I mean, we're going to discuss some Tybalt here. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of the face of call time, too, so I I was not mad at jumping on top of that immediately. No. Uh, I'm um, just going to go straight into Dockside. Sure. I mean, uh, that's just value for two mana. Yep. And I actually had uh, Goldspan Dragon as one of the new call time cards. Is that the double the treasure dragon? Uh, it doesn't double the treasure, it just doubles the mana generated off of the When treasure. it attacks or becomes the target of a spell, create a treasure token. Treasures you yep, control have tap, sacrifice, and add two. Ooh. Yep. Yeah, so you sacrifice the treasure and it adds two of any one color, so it seems good. 
that yeah, I'm quite happy with something like that. Um, Jerry Hattrix just mentioned Wheel of Fortune, um, and uh, just to cycle back to Ashen, um, he also has a Withering Boon in here, as well as both the other Tibbles. Okay, so we have a Wheel of Fortune at $1,600. Mm-hmm. We can... I actually... What was I actually the was other one? Just Wheel of Fate. Wheel of Fate. Wheel of Fate. Right. Yeah, that's the one with the Suspend 4, and I think that that doesn't cost nearly as much, um, and it also kind of works in our favor of we're just scheming and planning, and we'll go ahead and... We'll be okay in four turns to go ahead and wheel, I think. Yeah, that's... I mean... I would love to just go with Geriatric's um, suggestion, but the price is just so high. But this one, I think, is a nice compromise. Yeah. So, I mean, if you have a Wheel of Fortune, by all means, go ahead and throw it in there. Um, <laughs> I know uh, Necrozak actually just traded in a Wheel of Fortune for a bunch of other cards for value for, at his local game store. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of money. It definitely is. So, um, um, if you have it, you can certainly just replace the Wheel of Fate with it, strict upgrade. And did you say Imp's Mischief was the other one? Sorry? Did you say someone suggested Imp's Mischief? Oh, no, but I will suggest that right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> what was the uh, other no, suggestion? It was the, it was the other two Tybalt's and Withering Boom, if we haven't gotten there uh, I knew it was a counterspell. I think it's a counterspell. Yeah. Yes. I mean, black counterspells, you've got to love them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so along those lines, so like I said, we're kind of going a little bit tricksy and uh, being um, sort of a blue-ish deck is kind of the idea that you and I had. Yeah. So things along the lines of, um, you know, Red Elemental Blast and Pyroblast. I'm not sure we need all of these, but we can just kind of cut them later as needed. Yeah, let's do, uh, just do one of yeah. them. Uh, Jerry Hattrix also said, if you're going Dragons and Ramp, how about Terror of Mount Thales? Mount Thales is the one I'm trying to remember. Is that the double strike? Terror of Mount Thales is five red red for a flying double strike. When it enters the battlefield, creatures you control gain double strike to end of turn. See, I, me personally, I, I wasn't thinking of Goldspan Dragon as being a dragon tribal for Valky. I was thinking more just along the lines of, I'm just going to get some value off of some treasure. Yeah, I think I the creatures and and the way I was looking at it, there's no set tribe. It was more theme because yeah. Valky is such a unique card and his abilities are so specific. I try to use that in what I was suggesting. So mm-hmm. to give you an idea of what I was thinking is because he exiles cards or becomes cards and you can cast on Tybalt's side the cards that you exile. Um, I was thinking along the lines um, of, like, stolen strategy. I would agree with that. Um, Where, yeah. in, in instance, it's four and a red for an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of each opponent's library. Until end of turn, you may cast non-land cards from among them. Um, and you may spend mana, although it was mana of any color, to cast those spells. Yeah, that was the kind of thought process I went down. Let's let's not just use our deck. Let's play with everybody's. I quite enjoy that as well. Um, so along the lines of 